Let's begin to celebrate the faithfulness of God for this grace and privilege He has given to us to see the third Sunday in the month of November. Lift up your voice to appreciate God. It is of His mercy we have never consumed. His compassion failing not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Thank you. We are in your sanctuary, not in the mortuary. Father, Lord, we appreciate you. We are not taking for granted for the bread in our nursery. We celebrate your faithfulness. Said they go from strength to strength as men appear before you in Zion. Father, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, mighty Father. Blessed be the name of God. In Jesus' precious name. Before we take our seat, we are going to pray some prayer. Psalm chapter 74, 10 and 11. Say, oh God, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name forever? Say, why withdraw thou thy heart, even thy right heart? Pluck it out after thy bosom. Because, oh Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Because, Father, let every opposition of gate of hell against the fulfillment of prophecy of minimum double, the average Sunday attendance record of this talk of 2019, on or before November 29, November 29, 2020, judge them, begin to pray. Father, let every opposition of gate of hell working against the fulfillment of prophecy of minimum double the average Sunday attendance of 2019 in winner sharp with delight. Let every satanic opposition let it be done. Oh Lord God, to whom faith just belongeth, show thyself. Say you build your shop. And the gate of hell shall not prevail. Let every opposition of gate of hell against the speedy fulfillment of the word of prophecy that this church will be minimum double. The average Sunday attendance of 2019 on or before November 29, 2020. Let such opposition, let it be God today. Don't judge every opposition of gate of hell working against the speedy fulfillment of your prophetic agenda of minimum double. This local assembly, judge them today and give us a testimony. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. I'm going to pray one more time. Father, avenge every forces responsible for marital frustration and family crisis. Let no such contrary situation escape the fine fingers today. Open your mouth and pray. Father, affect speedily every forces responsible for marital frustration, responsible for marital delay, responsible for family crisis. Let no such contrary situation escape your divine vengeance today. Oh Lord God. To whom vengeance belongeth. Show the same. Oh Lord God. 
to whom faith just belonged. Show that said every contrary situation against the miracle testimony of every eligible single, every force responsible for family crisis, responsible for marital frustration, God them today affect us speedily, affect us speedily, release everyone into the marital testimony. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. One more time. Lord, judge every forces behind sickness and untimely death. Let our enemy fall in the same pit that God for your people. Open your mouth and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, on this covenant day of vengeance, judge every forces behind sickness and diseases. Judge every forces responsible for untimely death. Anyone who has dug a pit for anyone in this shop, cause them to be swallowed in that same pit. Let the way of an enemy be dark and slippery. In that same pit, let our enemy fall in the name of Jesus. On this day of covenant day of vengeance, every forces behind affliction, every forces behind sickness and diseases, every forces responsible for untimely death, let them be judged today and set at liberty anyone appointed to death in this world. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of Father. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. So you are going to pray for yourself. Which area you want your God to offend you? Open your heart and pray. Father, on this day of covenant day of vengeance, fight my battle. Fight my battle. Fight my battle. Every contrary situation working against my life, my destiny, my business, my career, my marriage, my health. Fight my battle. Locate every altar in my family, in anywhere, working against my destiny. You are a God, you are a consuming fire. Consume them, judge them, sell them, judge them, destroy them, and give us a testimony. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Clap your hand for Jesus and take your seat. It is done. It is my year of breaking limit. I count the great privilege of God standing here this afternoon. I stand upon the sitting grace at work upon your servant in the house who gave me this awesome privilege to be a blessing to you in today's service. And I know the grace at work in the life of your servant will speak through me to be a blessing to somebody. And I know you are returning back today with your own testimony of a change of story. In Jesus' precious name. The prophetic focus for the month of November is praise facilitate the fulfillment of prophecy. Praise facilitate the fulfillment of prophecy. And by the privilege, we are continuing the teaching series we started understanding how praise facilitates fulfillment of prophecy. Understanding how praise facilitate the fulfillment of prophecy and i'm taking part 3d 
my way of introduction is that prophecy is the unfailing of God's plan and purpose for a nation, for a people, or an individual. The unfailing of God's plan and purpose for us as a nation, as a people, or as an individual. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, for I know the thought I think towards you. God has a plan. God has a purpose. When those plans and those purposes are being revealed, when those plans and purposes are being unfair, that's a, that's a prophecy to us. And scripturally, we have two main sources of prophecy. Number one, false from the scripture. Because the Bible is the book of covenants. The Bible is a prophetic book. The Bible is a book of prophecy. Second Peter chapter 1, 19 to 21. So the Bible is called the sure word of prophecy. It's more sure than sure. Anytime you locate his word, God's word is speaking to you in your moment and speak to your future. So from scripture, the Bible is to be said to be a sure word of prophecy. And Psalm chapter 89, verse 34, say my covenant will I not break, nor utter it that proceeded out of my mouth. Secondly, we got prophecy through the prophets sent our way. Early this year, God's servant spoke to us. That God told him, the apostle of this commission said, 10,000 new churches shall be planted across the length and breadth of Nigeria this year. To human understanding or intellect, it looks impossible. And to make the matter worse, shortly, there was a pandemic everywhere, lockdown. But in the midst of lockdown, God was busy doing his work. And last Sunday, we had a record that we have over 400 extra after 10,000. So that means whatever God's word has spoken, he has the capacity to deliver. That's why you must believe your prophets. Because there's a prophet over this assembly that God has sent over us. And his word has never fallen to the ground. Matthew 10, 41. He that receives a prophet, the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receives a righteous man, in the name of a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man reward. So we must believe in the prophet sent our way. But we have a responsibility to know what it takes to experience fulfillment of prophecy. Then what are prophecies? What are prophecies for today's service? Say no human hand can fulfill a defined agenda. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 9b said by strength no man prevail. So no Man and can fulfill the final agenda in his energy of flesh by strength and no man prefer. Jeremiah chapter 17, 5 to 7. Thus said, Lord, cause be the man that trusts in the man and make flesh his arm and whose heart depart from the Lord, for shall be like a eat in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched place in the wilderness in the south land and not inhabited. But blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. So, when the word of prophecy go forth, all we need to do is believe and do our part. First Corinthians 15, verse 10 says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am, I am what I am. So, it takes the hand of God to fulfill every prophetic word. So, number two, only the hand of God can fulfill his word in our life. Only the hand of God can fulfill his word in our life. First Kings chapter 8, verse 15. 
He said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. We spake with his mouth unto David, my, my father, and with his hand as fulfilled the saying. So, for you to see the performing hand of God, you must believe what God's word has spoken concerning your case. Only the hand of God can fulfill what his mouth has spoken. And first Kings chapter 8, verse 24, who has kept with thy servant David, my father, that thou promise him, thou speaker also with thy mouth, and has fulfilled it with thy heart, as it this day. So, he takes the performing hand of God to fulfill what his mouth has declared. Psalm 127, verse 1 said, Except the Lord build the house. The labor in faith that build it, except the Lord keep the city. The watchman will care about the faith. It is faith for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to hear the bread of sorrow. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Isaiah 14, verse 27. Say, for the Lord of hosts has proposed, who shall this annul? His hand is set out, who shall turn it back? So, when God's purpose is being released, and as you believe it, his hand go forth to make sure what he has spoken become a reality. That's why only his hand can fulfill whatever his mouth has spoken. Number three, remember God speak according to his authority, not our ability. God speak according to his size. He speak according to his own authority, not our ability. We saw a story in Matthew chapter 8, 8 to 13 of a centurion man whose servant was sick at home. And Jesus was planning to follow him. He said, no, Lord, I'm not worthy from first aid that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only. I'm a servant in the house. I'll be here. So, for I'm a man under authority, I understand the principles of authority. Having shoulders under me, I said to this one, go, he goes. Why? Authority. Said, so don't need to come. Speak a word only. And Jesus said, I've never seen so great faith in Israel. Remember, God speak according to his authority. But until a prophetic word is first received, it never gets fulfilled. John 1, verse 12, as many that receive him. Jesus, the greatest man ever born, the greatest, the most anointed man ever born, was in his hometown, Nazareth, but they couldn't perform miracle. They couldn't believe him. When he said, the spirit of God is upon me, he said, you, when, when were you born? We know your father. Even last week, you had me and my carpet, my table. So they saw only him as a capital boy. So they never saw him as the anointed man sent over them. So we must receive so it can be fulfilled. Until we receive the word, he never imparts our life. Luke 8, 11. He said, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. But until that good, that seed of the word fall on the good ground, it never profits anybody. In the parable of Sower. So, the seed is the word of God. We must receive it into the heart, which is the soil. The soil represents our heart. Because faith is not in the head. Faith is stored in our heart. For, the, for with mouth you speak, with your heart you believe. Number four, every prophetic word receive, provoke bold declaration. Every prophetic word you receive, provoke bold declaration. What is too big for your mouth will be too big for your hand. Every one who has received the word, the allowed talker, 
Papa had been declaring for many years. When he saw the word of prophecy in his book about his financial destiny, he was shouting, I can never be poor. He sent it to the, to the, to the earning of the mockers. To the extent that a woman had that have to beg him. Please, I was in one place one day and they are talking about you. See your pastor. Everywhere he went to, I can never be poor. See the kind of fake who is using. Please don't say it again. Papa said, you've never had anything. You know, I will not only be poor, I will, be the, I, I will not only be rich, I will be the richest. But today is a reality. Because until you declare it, you have never believed it. Whatever you name, you can claim. Name it and claim it. Whatever you name, you can claim. Whatever you have not declared, you are yet to believe. Why? It is your declaration that provokes confirmation. He that confirmed the word of his servant. But the servant must declare for God to confirm. Matthew 10, 27. What I tell you in darkness, that ye speak in light. What you hear in the hear, that ye preach upon the house top. Don't, whatever you have found in the written word, or whatever the God's servant has declared, use your mouth to verbalize Your mouth is not only for eating Gary. Speak whatever you want. You have your mouth. Speak into your destiny because you are the prophet of your life. Speak to yourself every day. Good word about your future. And very soon, you see yourself in that realm in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, we have the same spirit of faith. According as it's written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. So we believe, therefore we spoke. Number five, every prophetic word received make one to be daring in response. When you don't dare, that you are yet to believe. When you don't dare, you are not taking step towards what you claim to believe, then your belief is fake. When God sent Moses to Pharaoh, despite it was a fugitive, it was a wanted, he went to the place as a God. Exodus 7 verse 1, say, I have made thee a God unto Pharaoh. So he went back to Egypt as a god. Why? Because he had the word of prophecy. So he can dare anybody. Anyone you claim you believe and you are struggling to take a step, then you are yet to see. So when you hear the word of prophecy, you dare. You dare. So we are going to consider an example of a prophecy fulfilled through praise. And we are looking at the sample of Anna. Anna received the prophetic word from Eli. We steer joy and rejoicing in her. And in turn, provoke God to fulfill what the God has spoken. We saw that in account in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 13 to 16. Then now, Anna, she spake in her heart. Only her lips were moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. And Anna answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I pour my heart, my soul before the Lord. And first sister said, Cast not the handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken it out to. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And God of Israel granted thy petition that thou asked of him. And she said, let the hand may find grace in thy sight. So the woman went away, did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Initially, it was, she was a woman of a sorrowful heart. God said, I don't relate with a sorrowful environment. Until she changed the gear 
and her continence was no more sad. There was no visitation. She may be, she had been going to Shiloh every year. Nothing happened. And she feel moody. Anytime devil can allow you to depress, he want to oppress you. Anytime devil want to make you to be depressed, he want to steal your good. So, Anna was a sorrowful spirit and God was not visiting him. Until she changed Ajia and her continence was no more sad. Then God stepped in and she slept with her husband and God gave her the baby. So, don't allow situation you are passing through to dictate the environment in your life. Don't allow people to read from your face what you are passing through. That does not attract God's attention. What attracts God's attention is your singing and your dancing. There's no situation that can be worse like a, a man called Abraham. A 99 year old man still trusting God. Yes, he was giving God the glory. Until Anna continence was no more sad, there was no visitation. Until there is a joy in your heart, your singing and dancing is nothing but a noise. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Until there is a joy in your heart, your singing is nothing before the Lord like a noise. So, and joy is a thing of the heart. It's a fruit of the spirit. So to see prophecy fulfilled, irrespective of the challenge you are facing, you must rejoice like Anna did. You must take away every sorrow. Don't allow Satan to tell you what God has not done. Show him what God has done. Because there's a hope of a tree. There's a hope in your life. He said, though my beginning might be small, but my latter head will be great. Speak to yourself every day. Oh boy, you are going somewhere. Though today there's no food to eat, but oh boy, you are going somewhere. Speak to yourself every day because there's a future for you. There's a hope in your head. So don't allow situation to make you sorrowful. Don't bow your head in shame. There's a something better in your hand. That is why you must keep rejoicing. Have a song in the morning. Second Samuel chapter 6, from verse 16 to 23, as our paraphrases. Now, Samuel, David was dancing, and his wife, Micah. Why Bible call it Second Samuel chapter 6, from verse 16? 16. Now, God addressed Micah as Saul's daughter instead of David's wife. Because by her misbehavior of despising her husband, that was a separation. So, he said, and the heart of the Lord came into the city of David. Micah, Saul's daughter, instead of David's wife, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised her in her heart. She despised him. And they brought in the heart of the Lord. Please go to verse 19 to save my time. Verse 19. And he dealt among all the people, among the whole mother of Israel, as well to the woman as men, to every cave, verse 20, 20 studio. Then David returned to bless his household. And Micah, after she despised him, she still came and meet him. I said, how come you as a king, you uncover yourself among all your, all your, all your subordinates? As if you are a fame fellow, why not to respect your title? She carried a title mentality. So because of her title, she could not dance. So she despised a man that is jumping and leaping. And David said, no, it is before my law. Not before you. I'm not trying to entertain you by my dancing. I'm not trying to entertain you by my jumping. It is before the law. 
that choosing me before your father. This is what your father's son does not know how to do. He was removed. I know where I was coming from, from the bush. And God brought to the throne. I will see be more play than this next time. And God smite her. Fengers. Today is a day of covenant of fengers. Every agent of devil that has foul offer their dead body. Will you carry your baby? Or getting married? God of this commission buried them alive today. Under seven days, that shall be good news. That Iroko has fallen. That Iroko man or woman in your household, they shall fall under seven days. I stand upon the anointing of your servant in the house. Under seven days, they find vengeance in the camp. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Until the God of vengeance show up, the wicked may never give up. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 4. Except for the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeem is come. Until vengeance is executed, enemies will never give up. We are in a world of wickedness, worldwide wickedness. WWW. Worldwide wickedness. Exercises after 8, verse 11. Said because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. When sentence against evil work is not executed, they will think what they are doing is right. You don't need to do anything wrong before they hate you. You don't need to do anything wrong before they try to prod you down. If you dress too much, they hate you. If you have a promotion, they say, is it the only one? So, you can see wickedness everywhere. In the neighborhood, in your place of war, there are agents of devil everywhere. That is why God said today a power to deal with your enemy. So, by the power back in this commission, the foundation of your trouble that we destroy today in the precious name of Jesus Christ. But why vengeance? Number one, our God is a God of vengeance. We serve a God of vengeance. Psalm 94 verse 1 says, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Genesis 12 verse 3 says, I will bless them that bless thee, and will curse him that curse thee. For indeed, shall how the families of the earth be blessed. So, our God is a God of vengeance. Number two, why vengeance? Vengeance is a fighter aspect of God's end time agenda. Vengeance is a fighter aspect of God's end time agenda. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Dearly beloved, affect not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, seer the Lord. So our God is a God of vengeance. Isaiah 63 verse 4. For the day of vengeance is my heart. And the year of my redeem has come. Luke 4 18. Say the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, To preach deliverance to the captive. And the covenant of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Today liberation has come forever. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Why vengeance number three? Jesus taught us to pray vengeance prayer. There was an account in Luke chapter 18, 1 to 8, 
Say that was a that was a woman. Say men ought to also pray and not to faint. And get went further where there was a woman who was pressing the judge, and he was wearing the judge by a consignal coming. In fact, seven said, And shall not God offend his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will offend them speedily. Verse 8. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on her? Faith that will not give up. The woman was keep pressing until the man gave her what he wants. Faith that won't let go. So we must keep praying, thank just prayer, so that the enemy of our life will give up on us. And I see us returning with our own testimony in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Number four, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of vengeance. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of vengeance. We saw an account in Acts chapter 13, 8 to 10. But Elemas, the sorcerer, for so his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his hand on him and said, Oh, full of all subtlety, and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of righteousness, will thou not cease to perfect the right ways of the Lord? So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of vengeance. Number five, why vengeance? It is our redemptive right to execute vengeance upon the wicked. Psalm 149, verse 6, beginning. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in the heart to execute vengeance upon the hidden and punishment upon the people to bind their chain, the king with chains and their noble with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor, after all he said, praise ye the Lord. Very solely after the anointing, we switch over to the session of praise. Anytime you are singing praise to God, there's a, there are two swords in your hand. There are invisible swords in your hand. As you are dancing, jumping, those, those two swords, they are locating enemies of your life. So as you are dancing, focus your eyes on that challenge. So as you are praising God, as you are dancing God, know you have two swords in your hand to execute vengeance. Anyone that says you must not go, they must go down for you today in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Number six, why vengeance? Until God unleashed his vengeance upon Egypt, Pharaoh never gave up. Until God unleashed his vengeance upon Egypt, Pharaoh never gave up. Exodus chapter 11, 1 to 7. So, until God judged the enemy, Pharaoh and his host, they kept them in captivity. Number seven, my vengeance, we must give no place to the devil to corrupt our glorious destiny this year. Ephesians 4, 27 says, give no place to the devil. Don't allow the devil to corrupt your blessing. Your breaking limit package is still in place. So, you are entering Shiloh 2020. With your full package of breaking limits. So give no place to the devil. Afford evil thought. Afford wrong thought. Tell yourself it is impossible for my breaking limit this year. So irrespective of the challenge you are facing, irrespective of how things look ugly, let your heart be on the go. This is a year of breaking limits. Nothing will stop your breaking limit testimony in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Why vengeance number eight? 
Execution of vengeance is one major way to put an end to the wickedness of the wicked. Until wicked is judged, they will continue doing their wickedness. Psalm chapter 7, verse 9 and 11. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. But establish the just. For the righteous God tried the heart and the rain. Verse 11 said, God judged the righteous and God is angry with the wicked every day. So, one of the ways God wants to set his own elect free is by executing vengeance upon the agent of the wickedness. So, today, every wickedness around your life, God of this commission, judge them finally in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Number nine, finally, why vengeance? We must inform vengeance on our assailant today. We must inform vengeance on our assailant today. Isaiah chapter 49, 24 and 25. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the love captive be delivered? But thus said the Lord, even the captive of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. Say, but I will contend with them that contend with thee and I will save thy children. Our God, say, I will contend with anyone that wants to contend with you. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter who they claim they be. God of this commission will step into your case and fight your battle in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Today is also our anointing service day. What is in the anointing? The spirit of God that turned a captive to a captain is in the hoy. The spirit of God that turned a captive to a captain is in the hoy. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, David was anointed. Said, but 1 Samuel 16, verse 13, studio. Then Samuel took on of hoy and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. What came upon him was the spirit of God. So that means there's a spirit behind that liquid in your hand. There's a spirit of God inside that liquid in your hand that turned a captive to a captain. First Samuel chapter 10, from verse 1 to 4. Say, and Samuel took a file of oil and put upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed it to be captain? Over his inert. So he was telling him indirectly, is it not because of the anointing over you that make you our captain? When they went down and departed from me, you shall find two men. And they have two loaves that they will give you. They will salute you. They have three. So three of them, they will decide to share one and give you two. That's faithful. So the anointing of God is the spirit of God that turned a captive to a captain. When that spirit came upon Shaking Peter, he became the rocky Peter. That the same spirit, that the same Peter that denied Jesus before a small girl. When the spirit of God came over him, he made a speech and offered 3,000 gave their life to Jesus Christ. Why? It was not the same Peter again. Something has entered him. Number two, what is in the hoy? The yoke destroying power is in the anointing. The yoke destroying power is in the hoy. The anointing has the power to destroy both the yoke and the yoker. Isaiah 10, 27, shall come to pass in that day that his body shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke shall be destroyed 
because of the anointing. I don't care what looks like a yoke in your life. At this oil touch you today, that yoke will be destroyed in the precious name of Jesus Christ. What is a yoke? Yoke is something that won't allow you to go forward. We call it yoke of oxen in science. They tie the animal to one spot. It couldn't move. So anything that won't allow your life to advance further is a yoke. And today, that yoke that will be destroyed by this anointing in the precious name of Jesus Christ. What's in the hall? Number three, the healing power of God is in the hall. The healing power of God is in the hall. James 5.14 Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the shore. Let them pray over him, anointing him with the hall in the name of the Lord. See, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The healing power of God is in the hall. What is the hall? Number four, the mystery of the farm and the fire is in the hall. The mystery of the farm and the fire in the hall. Matthew chapter 3, 11 and 12. He said, I did baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than high. Who shoe I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with the fire. 12. Whose fire is in her? He will totally push his floor. Ghana is with the Ghana. He will burn them with unquenchable fire. So as that oil touched your body, if there's any stranger adding in any part of your life, the fire of God will burn them off in the precious name of Jesus. We have the testimony of our brother now. He took the oil from the last anointing hall in the month of October and anointed um, a sister and a mother and they were very pepper. So the consuming fire burned off the stranger in their foot. That demonic rat that eat a leg. So by the anointing came upon that demon has to live for the servant of God to live. Number five, what is the hall? The spirit of joy is in the hall. The spirit of joy is in the hall. And that spirit empowers believers to serve God. Even in the midst of trial, in the midst of challenging, you are still engaging. In the midst of trials, in the midst of challenges, you are still engaging. And people are wondering, they can't see your challenge. Every time you are in church, everywhere you are on the go, everywhere you are praying, and they are wondering, can this woman know that she has a believing God for five years and no children? They couldn't see the challenge in your face. So it's a spirit of joy that terminates depression. It's a spirit of joy that makes a man to jump even when he's facing challenge. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3 said to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for hashes, the oil of joy for money, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And that's what that anointing will do today. The anointing oil is a medium of empowerment. When it comes upon the man, it makes to go extra mile, bringing more than 10 abiding souls before the end of this operation. Gospel read, morning read, evening read, Sunday gospel read. When this anointing comes upon you, you are intoxicated with the spirit of joy. So you are not deterred by what you are facing through. Your eyes is on the go. And I see you returning with your own testimony in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We have two weeks more. In this operation, please don't watch. God has agenda for a breaking limit testimony. It's packaged in operation time for Christ. Be empowered to deliver your own minimum ten thousand soul in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Finally, what do I do for God to fight my battle and enjoy all the benefits in this anointing? Number one, you must be born again. John three verse three. You must be born again. It's a must. 
It is dangerous to rub oil on your body close to fire. Unless you want to roast yourself. If you are not born again and you are anointing yourself, you are roasting yourself indirectly because fire can burn. It is so dangerous to rub anointing upon your body when you are not safe. It's like a man that pour petrol on his body and get close to fire. That's a suicide mission. So, when altar call is made, you are sure you are not born again. Irrespective of your title in the church, irrespective of how many years you have been in the church, please run for your life. The anointing can promote and it can demote if it's in the wrong hand. We saw an account of Elijah and Giyashi. He gave Giyashi the role. He said he wake up not. Why? The rod could not work in the hand of Giyashi because of his behavior. The, the, or the rod that can wake up a dead body could not work in his hand. So anointing will never work in the hand of unbeliever. If you are not saved, don't bother anointing. Come out first before the anointing. So that this, that anointing can work in your hand and shall be an instrument of warfare in the precious name of Jesus. What do I do for God to fight my battle? Finally, make a covenant to serve God. When Israel made a foul to serve God of Israel, God foul to set them free. Exodus 8 verse 1, let my people go and serve me. Exodus 9 verse 1, let my people go and serve me. If you don't allow them to go and serve me, I will kill your son to set my son free. Anytime you make a decision to serve God, God stay for you. And when God is for you, who can be against you? So make a decision a covenant to serve the Lord God despite the challenge you are facing in this opportunity for Christ ensure your own ten abiding souls here. Clap your hand for Jesus Christ. You are here today. Jesus is not in your life. It is so risky to play religion. It's so risky to play church. You know within yourself that Christ is not in you. You know you are backslidden. Because you have gone back to the world. Yes, you are still coming to church. First church, Lagos servant is coming to pronounce blessing upon their oil. Before you put the oil upon your head, surrender your life to Jesus so you, you don't burn your destiny. God has an assignment for you. You are in that category. All else bow, all highs closed. Please take your bag, take your Bible, come to the front. I want to pray with you. It is too risky. It is too dangerous to leave this anointed oil service without being born again. God wants to set you free. God wants to fight your battle. But you must turn to the law. You must turn to the law. Turn at your reproof. Go turn to the law and God will give you a change of story. You are in that category. Please come forward. Please come forward. Don't pretend. Don't watch others. Don't look here and there. You are the one we are waiting for. Don't say, am I the only one? You are the only one. Come here today. God wants to change your story. God wants to turn around your testimony. Please come. Be on your feet, congratulations. While we are waiting for them, 